The Joy of Booking proudly presents. There've been lots of wrestlers over the years, and many are smaller than their hossier peers. Some will take to the air, some will stretch and will tear. It's a smallish world after all. This is the Cruiserweight-ish classic, and now your host for this small world, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, for that awesome new intro. Uh, we, we took the song that I recorded, or at least wrote on the air, and we put it to some lyrics, and Brandon Banks, once again, with his beautiful, beautiful voice. Uh, fantastic intro. Full disclosure, I haven't done the intro yet. Uh, I just requested the the intro dialogue from Mr. Brandon Banks. I am sure he will get back to me. And then I have to put the audio together. So I'm recording this podcast before I've done that. But you would have never known, except that's how these podcasts work. We have to We have to be honest with each other. Welcome back. Hope you're well. Hope those you love are doing well. DC Matthews here, as I'm sure you know. Uh, we are in the cruiserweight-ish classic. It is a small, small world. And uh, we're in the third part. We are, we are doing our best here. We're doing some, doing our, these group of four sort of round-robin tournaments. Uh, you can tell it's been a little bit since I've recorded one of these. I'm trying to get my bearings here. Uh, so this is kind of matchup three for each bracket. Uh, in some cases, we have a, uh, a clear winner. Uh, in some cases, we're going to have to do sort of a, a runoff here. You know, match three will be important to determine who comes in first, second, third, or fourth. Uh, and hopefully, I don't know if we'll do all of it today. I kind of think I'm going to try to get this all done so that we can then move on and have these people grouped into their more appropriate groups. We'll do a reclamation episode, of course, or whatever we call it. I can never remember that word. And then uh, we'll get on actually making our list and having people uh, battle each other who are uh, of equal footing. Uh, I don't even know what color pen this is. This pen advertises, oh, the town I live in, which I won't tell you, but for some reason, I don't, maybe when we uh, voted or at some sort of town festival. I have a pen with our, our town website and phone number and our slogan. It's so cute. I, I don't know where my purple pens are. I haven't been to work in a while, so I'll hopefully be able to get some more when I am there. But I, I've, I've stopped. I've given up on making sure we all ha I have the same color. All right, we begin with this group, Fred Yehi, Spike Dudley, Santos Escobar, and Jushin Liger. Now, we're in a weird spot here because Santos, uh, we rolled way back in the first episode when I was doing some, you know, I had to roll once for each person in the brackets. We had clearly did, that didn't last. Uh, so Santos Escobar has two wins. Liger and Spike Dudley have one. Fred Yehi right now has none. Um, so right now what we need to do is do our matchups that have not happened yet, which is Santos versus Yehi and nope, that actually already happened. Hold on. 
This is what happens when I write Escobar and Santos at the same time. Santos versus Spike and Yehi versus Liger. Obviously, Liger's going to beat uh, Yehi and Santos is going to beat Spike. So at the moment, Santos Escobar is winning. He has three wins. I don't know that that's going to stick. I think I'm going to wind up moving that around, giving Liger uh, the one ranking and Santos the two. I think I will have to tweak that when we get to it. But so far, for now, Santos Escobar is in the lead. Our next group of four are matchups that have not happened yet. Tom Lawler, who is currently, as I record this, uh, competing in the new uh, G1. Good for him. Not doing well, last I checked. I, keep it, I don't watch, but I keep an eye on the standings because it's brackets and standings and things. Uh, taking on Daniel Garcia. I think that would be a very interesting matchup. And then we have Jay Lethal. Ooh, this matchup I would watch all day long. Uh, JL versus JL. Jay Lethal versus Jerry Lynn. Love that match. Lethal and Lynn each have two wins. So whoever wins that matchup uh, wins the whole wins that bracket. Uh, I will give Lawler a win over Garcia. Garcia is young, and we can never judge potential. Uh, and I've watched Tom Lawler in MLW. I've watched Daniel Garcia a bit in AEW. And of the two, I prefer Lawler now. That may change, and in fact, probably will change. Tom Lawler, I don't think, is going to... Um, what's the best way to put this? I think what we see with Tom Lawler is what we get for the rest of his career. Daniel Garcia, we're just getting started. Uh, and now, Lethal versus Lynn. My gut says Jerry Lynn. Because I grew up with Jerry Lynn and RVD being the be-all, end-all. Um, however... I actually think Jay Lethal might be the better, uh, have had the better career at this point. You know, Jerry Lynn was a big ECW guy. Uh, I know he wrestled in WCW, never made a huge impact. Uh, he wrestled in WWE, never made a huge impact. And then he went and wrestled in TNA. Did he make a huge impact? I don't know. His, his biggest success to me is ECW. Uh, Jay Lethal was a big deal in Ring of Honor. Jay Lethal was a big deal in Impact. Jay Lethal has been somewhat of a big deal in AEW. I may be forgetting others. So I actually think Jay Lethal is the right answer. Um, I'm going to roll, though. I'm going to roll. I've done no rolling in this. Let's roll and see what the dice say. Our 20-sided dice. They say that Jay Lethal got a 33, very high score. Jerry Lynn, 30. That's probably exactly right. Jay Lethal getting the win in what would be an incredible matchup. Uh, Lethal gets the win. I, th I think that's the right answer. All right. We have Simon Dean versus Chad Gable. That match would be very good. One-sided but good. And then Drago versus Davey Richards. Of the Wolves. Uh, I'm giving it to Gable. You know, Gable's going to go 3-0. and He's going to sweep the bracket. I don't know if he belongs in the same... From a talent perspective, I actually think he does belong in the same uh, groups as your... I can't even say that. 
he would do very well in a match with Jay Lethal. He would do very well in a match with Jushin Thunder Liger. Is he a number one? No. Uh, you could make the argument that Jerry Lynn deserves it more than Gabe. Uh, but he's going to win the bracket. And then I haven't seen a lot of Davey Richards, and I liked Drago. So I am going to give uh, this to Drago here. So... Oh, so Davey actually went winless. We rolled for him versus Simon Dean. Davey's going winless. Simon Dean has one win. Drago two. Gable three. We'll see how that shakes up. Dragon Lee versus Andre Chase of Chase University. Uh, Takahashi, the Tokyo Pimp, versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Ziggler obviously is going to win this and win the bracket. Yujiro will settle with one win. Dragon Lee, I have seen a little bit of, and he's fine. I haven't been, I, I don't remember anything super impressive, so that's all I can say is he's fine. I like Andre Chase a lot, and um, so I'm going to roll. I'll give Dragon Lee a chance here. If he's really good, he will, somehow the dice will be influenced. He rolled a 13. Not great. Double 10s for Andre. Chase is going to get a uh, two wins. Dragon Lee, zero. Uh, of course, if you're listening, this goes without saying, I think, at this point. Um, if you're listening and you disagree, if you think Dragon Lee does Send me a tweet at the DC Matthews. Send me a DM. Uh, you can send an email to the DDT Wrestling Podcast. Doc will hate it, which maybe kind of makes it better. But, you know, argue for the people you think deserve uh, better or worse than how they've gone so far. Let's move on. A new page. I don't think I'm going to get all this done in an episode. I don't. We're almost 10 minutes in and I just got a page done. Let's move on. Shinsuke. Versus Amazing Red. Ooh. Ooh, that's tough. Silver King versus Angelico. Uh, also tough. I'm rolling for Silver King and Angelico. I like Silver King a lot. Silver King gets a 15. Angelico gets a, wow, 32. So Angelico is going to get a win. Silver King losing his bracket. Now, Shinsuke versus Amazing Red is tough. And I don't want to rush this, so I'm actually giving myself the freedom not to finish in this episode. Because I want to give these matchups uh, the consideration that they are due. Shinsuke versus Amazing Red is tough, and I will tell you why. Uh, this is a cruiserweight-ish classic. But it's supposed to be more cruiserweight. Amazing Red is a cruiserweight. Shinsuke Nakamura is not. He's smaller but he's technically not a cruiserweight. So if we're going purely based on cruiserweight skill, the answer all day long is the Amazing Red. If we're considering careers as a whole, the answer is obviously Shinsuke Nakamura. So what are we judging here? And I think this, this might come up with some other matchups down the road and maybe even in our reclamation project. What are we looking at here? In a perfect world... I haven't ever thought, that, you know, this is a thought that's coming to my head. I'm sure I've believed it, but this is the first time I'm putting words to it. In a perfect world, my number ones are all 
actual cruiserweights because I want that top tier to be the most elite cruiserweights. Now, AJ Styles competed enough in the X division that I think he technically qualifies, even though he's wrestled as a heavyweight, quote unquote, for the latter half of his career. Shinsuke was an intercontinental person, but I don't think Shinsuke ever won the junior heavyweight title. So I think in a perfect world, my number ones are all cruiserweights. My number twos are some of the cruiserweights that didn't quite make the cut, along with our wrestlers that fall that really just qualify because of the Buddy Murphy corollary um, that are smaller than him, and he technically qualified as a cruiserweight. So because of that... If I'm keeping that in my head, then the answer is Amazing Red. The Amazing Red should win this matchup over Shinsuke because he is more of a cruiserweight. Now, with that in my head, going backwards here, Sami Zayn over Dave Finley, fine with that. David Finley, not fit. Riddle over Jimmy Wang Yang, probably not the right answer. That probably actually should be Jimmy Yang's. Is is Jimmy Wang Yang one of the top? Well, actually, let me hold on. Four times. Oh, it would be 64. Is Jimmy Wang Yang one of the top 64 cruiserweights? My instinct is to say no, but it also would be tricky for me to name... 64 better ones. So that's something to consider here. Pentagon over Shannon Moore, fine. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., fine. Santos over Liger. Is Santos a cruiserweight? No. I guess maybe he wrestled for the cruiserweight title, um, but technically not. So this will be what we have to consider uh, going forward. I'm not going to make any other changes, but that is going to give Amazing Red the win because... I do think in a perfect world, I want that our number ones when we get there to actually be cruiserweights. Uh, Frankie Kazarian taking on Kenny Williams of NXT UK. Koji Kanemoto versus Jamie Noble. Currently, Noble is the only person with three wins. Kaz is beating... Williams, Kenny Williams going winless here, just quality of competition. And yeah, I do think Jamie Noble is in that tier of elite cruiserweights. So he's going to win this bracket with three wins. Kazarian comes in second. Does Kaz, is he one of the best 64? I don't think so. But again, we'll have to, we'll have to look at the numbers and see. Uh, Sammy Callahan versus Ray Horace, and then Tommaso Ciampa, who that Harley Race Road man that killed me. Uh, Ciampa's gonna win over uh, Kid Romeo. Kid Romeo only one win. Uh, Sammy Callahan versus Ray Horace. I think Callahan. I don't care for Sammy Callahan, Solomon Crow, call him what you will. I don't care for him. 
And is he a cruiserweight over Ray Horace? You know what? Let's roll for it. I was going to give him the win. Let's roll. Let's let the dice decide. Sammy Callahan, 21. Ray Horace, 27. So Horace and Callahan will be tied at one win apiece. Actually, we have a three-way tie. Uh, Horace, Callahan, and Romeo all have one win. Champa has three. So Horace beat Callahan. Callahan beat Romeo. Romeo beat Horace. So we have a little bit of a triangle there. Uh, we will need to figure that part out. It may be that they all get lumped into that group three, maybe even group four tier, because some of these other talents are going to need to get adjusted. So I'm going to leave it alone for now. Uh, let's see. Kota Ibushi, who, as I write this, is teasing returning to a or going to aw with kenny omega as the golden lovers i don't believe it but maybe it'll happen uh he's taking on davari sean davari not aria davari jordan devlin or jd mcdonough as he is known taking on pat tanaka i wrote down just tanaka and every time I think of Masato Tanaka, except he's a hoss, he's not a cruiserweight. So this is Pat Tanaka of the Orient Express slash Bad Company. Uh, Abushi beats Davari, no question. Now, Abushi had lost to Jordan Devlin. We rolled for that one. So he's only at two wins. And, you know, Devlin is going to beat Pat Tanaka. So right now, Devlin's at three, Abushi's at two, Tanaka's at one, Davari's at zero. Do I feel good about that? No. Kota Abushi, I think, needs to be in that top tier. Jordan Devlin does not. I like Jordan Devlin fine, and he did wrestle for the Cruiserweight title, but he's not one of the top 64. Maybe he's one of the best 64 Cruiserweights wrestling now. That finisher is so stupid. That finisher is so dumb. Let me grab you by the arm, and I am so strong, I'm going to pull you up so you leave your feet and literally jump in the air so I can suplex you. If the Big Show did that move, I wouldn't question it. If Mark Henry did that move, I wouldn't question it. If Wardlow or Powerhouse Hobbs, if Drew McIntyre did that move against some smaller opponents, I wouldn't question it. But Jordan Devlin, and I like Jordan Devlin, I like J.D. McDonough, Jordan Devlin does not have the strength to do that to anyone even his size, let alone anyone bigger. So the move looks stupid, and I understand this is pro wrestling. I understand the willing suspension of disbelief, but I can't, takes me out of it. I, you know, I, I, every time I see that move, I go, no, nope, he can't do that to Braun Breaker. Impossible. Not without serious help from Braun Breaker. And it, it, it ruins it. It ruins it for me. Uh, so just on that alone, I am going to make a star here and a star here. And we are going to swap those two around. All right, let's move on, because I don't think we're going to finish this, but I do want to get as far as we can. Eddie Dennis, technically a cruiserweight, versus Kenta. 
Danny Birch versus Ishii Mori. This goes all Japan. Kenta three, Dennis going winless, Ishimori at two, Danny Birch at one. That works. That seems right to me on those four. Joseph Connors versus Drew Gulak. Roddy Strong versus El Fantasmo. This is going to the uh, the stretchers. They should have been a team. Yeah, this goes to the to Roddy Strong and Drew Gulak, my ideal kinds of cruiserweights. Uh, Drew Gulak is going to win this with three wins. Roderick Strong comes in second. In my heart of hearts, I know that's wrong. But I won't change it. If we get to a reclamation and I'm looking at it and I realize there are better cruiserweights than Drew Gulak, I will move him down and move some other people up. But Roderick, I won't put him above Roderick Strong. Drew Gulak could be running the diamond mine probably better than Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong is a great... Yeah, Roderick Strong is a great addition to a stable. When he joined Undisputed Era, I lost their name for a second. I was like all elite. When he joined the Undisputed Era, it worked. He was a great fourth guy. You have your leader. You have your tag team. He fits the other role. He probably could have been an enforcer in a smaller sense. I could build a stable around Drew Gulak. He has the personality and the skills. You can build a stable around Drew Gulak. I don't know that you want to build a stable around Roderick Strong unless you're going to do some, like the Creeds very easily became more popular than him. I won't say they're more talented. Roderick Strong is an amazing wrestler. I'm not taking that away from him at all. But personality-wise, the Creeds eclipsed him three or four weeks in, and you needed Malcolm Bivens um, because Strong isn't a good talker. Drew Gulak is a great talker. You don't need a manager with him. So I think Gulak is better. That's my two cents. Next up, Dick Togo, Dick Togo versus Darby Allen, Trent versus Mikey Whipwreck. Can't say there's a lot of great names here. Allen beats uh, Togo. Trent versus Mikey. Eh. Eh. I don't care. I'll roll just because I don't care. I like Trent. Trent with a 35. Go Trent. Mikey with only a 12. Trent technically has three wins. Mikey has one, Darby has two, Togo has zero. Is Trent one of... No. I don't even think he qualifies in the top... In, as a second. Um, I don't think Darby Allen does either. Darby Allen has a cool dive through the ropes. I like that. It's new. It's different. It's not safe, but it's new and different. And that's the only thing I like about his wrestling skills. 
He is like Jeff Hardy, except not as charismatic and not as physically gifted. So he seems like he's just trying to do as much crazy stuff as he can before he can't walk anymore. I'm sorry if that seems harsh, but that's how I feel. Move on. Uh, Let's see here. Noam Dar versus The Miz. Great match. Rich Swan versus Tony D'Angelo. Dar and The Miz, each with two wins. It's got to go to The Miz. Is The Miz a cruiserweight? No. He's never wrestled for the cruiserweight title. He's as small as you can get while being a heavyweight. But he might qualify, like I might put him in those number ones just because. And then Swan versus Tony D. I don't like Rich Swan. I've never understood Rich Swan. I will give the win uh, to Tony D'Angelo. Also not a cruiserweight, by the way, uh, over Rich Swan. So the Miz wins. Uh, is Noam Dar one of the best 64 cruiserweights ever? No, but he's darn good. Won't take anything away from him. We have time for at least one more page, maybe two if we're feeling froggy. Eddie G, Eddie Guerrero, yes, one of the top 64 cruiserweights ever, versus the Juice, Hooventud, Super Crazy, versus Danny Doring. Recently saw him wrestling as an enhancement talent after ECW. He's on, like, Velocity or some such. Um, Eddie beats Hooventud all day long. Is Hooventude one of the 64 best cruiserweights? I don't think so. I even like Super Crazy more, but the dice said otherwise. Uh, we'll see if I change that up. But right now it goes Eddie, Hoovy, Super Crazy, and then poor Danny Doring. He's nothing without Amish Roadkill. Who is Amish? Hawkins, Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers, call him what you will, versus... Tajiri, A-Kid, a.k.a. Axion, or whatever his name is, versus Humberto Carrillo. Uh, Tajiri runs away with this. Yes, he is one of the best 64 cruiserweights, I think. Uh, A-Kid versus Humberto. I like Humberto more, uh, but I'll roll for that. A kid with an 18, Humberto with a 37. You go, Humberto. You go. Uh, Another situation where we have a three-way tie here. A kid beat Hawkins, Hawkins beat Humberto, and Humberto beat A kid. So we'll have to figure out how we're going to do that one. I don't know if we'll have to have a triple threat match and we'll roll for all three. Maybe that's how we'll settle some of these, but it's rare. It's only happened, I think, twice. But Tajiri, undefeated, obvious uh, obvious winner there. Tazawa versus Xavier Woods, Zach Gowan versus Raul Mendoza. I like Raul Mendoza. I will give him the win over Zach Gowan, giving him one win for on the brackets. Woods versus Tazawa. So Woods qualifies for me. So in my head... With minimal exception, if you were an X-Division wrestler, you were a cruiserweight. AJ Styles, 
Christopher Daniels, Consequences Creed, uh, Sonny Siaki, who might not qualify, but Chris Saban, Alex Shelley, the list goes on and on, P.D. Williams. Um, if you were a serious competitor for the X Division belt, most likely you were a cruiserweight, with some exceptions, Samoa Joe being primary among them. Um, so I'm giving Woods the win. Is Xavier Woods one of the best 64 cruiserweights? He's, he's bulked up quite a bit. So technically, no. Technically, no. But he's going to win his bracket at least. Now, this bracket here does have two that might qualify. Chavo Guerrero versus Hector Garza in one hand, the Ultimo Dragon versus Drake Maverick on the other. Uh, Chavo beats Garza. So Chavo is at two wins. Yeah, no. Chavo's at three wins. Mm, Yes. Yeah, Chavo beat... Hold on, I'm doing math in my head. Yes, Chavo's at two wins. Uh, Drake is winless. Sorry, Drake. And then Ultimo Dragon goes undefeated, beating... Wait, it was Garza. Sorry, that's where I'm getting confused. Garza with one. So Chavo beats Garza. Drake loses to Dragon. Drake has zero wins. Hector Garza has one. Chavo, two. Ultimo Dragon, three. Is Ultimo Dragon one of the best? Yes. Is Chavo? He might be. He actually might be. Um, we'll have to see. He's close. Closer than I would say Jimmy Wang Yang, even though I like the, rest, the wrestling style of Jimmy Wang Yang more. Let's push it and do one more page. Because we have one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, my goodness. Seven, eight, nine, ten. We have 11 more pages. How many have we done? One, two. We've done four. There's 11 more to go, and I thought we were going to finish today. What a silly head. Uh, Christian York versus Gato, Tamatonga versus Daniels. Uh, from now on, I'm just going to say, is he, rather than saying, is he one of the best six, is he Christopher Daniels? Absolutely he is. And I will give Christian York the win over Gato. I understand Gato is, Gato and Jado have this legendary status that now they're kind of, you know, bookers slap, but, and they were good when I watched them in ECW, like I've, and WCW, I think they're good, but they never were super impressive to me. And that's probably a fault on my end, not theirs. Jake Atlas versus uh, Dante Martin. And in a match, I think we'd all pay to see Ilya Dragunov versus Shibata. Uh, Martin wins. No question. Jake Atlas, enough of a dingbat to go go over, and will probably go over uh, in his next matchup too. Shibata versus Dragunov, I got to roll for that one. That one's worth rolling for. Shibata, 18. Dragunov, 29. 
Now, technically, technically, Ilya is not a cruiserweight. Never wrestled for the cruiserweight title. Uh, but he qualifies. And as a best bout machine, uh, I'll allow it. Crash Holly, who wrestles on like every episode of Velocity that I've seen from 2002, versus Chuck Taylor. Matt Jackson of Generation Me versus Nakazawa. This is a rough group. Crash is going to win. Crash is going 3-0. and Is he? No. Is he one of the best 100 cruiserweights? Maybe. At least that I've seen. You know, there are cruiserweights that I've never seen that I'm sure are amazing. But uh, And then Jackson versus Nakazawa. We'll give it to Jackson. Now that... Now that Adam Cole and Red Dragon have turned on the Bucks of Youth, I still want to see them lose, but I've softened on them a little. Oh, this will be a good one to end on. Leo Rush versus Rey Mysterio, which would be a fantastic match. Taka versus Mance Warner. Now here's where we're at. Where in this bracket are two that are they? Yes, without question. Uh, Ray Mysterio going three, Leo at zero, Taka at two, Mance at one, and uh, I think we're going to wind up with Taka definitely taking the place, maybe not of Crash Holly, but of somebody. Because, yeah, Ray and Taka, if you told me they were in the finals, I would absolutely believe you, 100%. All right, we're going to end this episode here, and uh, we have still a long way to go, but I might try to push, get the last 10 or so pages done uh, so we can, you know, get to putting them right and, and having some fun with these more agreeable brackets. I still don't know what I'm doing with the end. Like, wrestlers like, you know, your Chuck Taylors and your Trents, both of the best friends, I, they might have to go into a battle royal. We might have to come up with some sort of weird gimmicky battle royal thing. Like maybe, ooh, 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 I just had a thought. Let me write this thought down because that actually is kind of fun. Um, index card. I'm not telling you the thought because I want to figure it out first. But I think I may have found a kind of a fun way, fun way to do it. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us. Have yourselves an incredible day. Love you tremendously. My name is DC Matthews. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.